As leaders, it's so easy for us to get caught up in tasks, strategies, and our to-dos. But all of those things have no value if we don't know how to take care of the people we oversee. If strategies and tasks cause us to neglect our people, then no matter the results we're getting, they're worthless. So how do we lead at a high level, get incredible results, while still taking care of our people? Well, welcome to the Good Leader Podcast. Welcome to a very special episode of the Good Leader Podcast. We have the Brat Pack, the originals, the OGs, whatever you want to call us, we're here. It's Ange on the other side of the plexiglass. Ange, how are you doing today? I'm great, Jared. We're making it. We are. We are making it. We're rocking and rolling. Ange, I've got a topic for you today. I am going to just lift your spirits in a very paradoxical manner. Because I know. I know you're feeling this this week. I know your job. I know your day job. And uh, I know your boss is a real jerk. We're going to address all of that today. <laughs> and then, oh, there it was. That that laugh that you hear from the, the smooth, the smooth pipes. Josh. The one and only world traveler, headline musician, Josh Kluge. How are you, buddy? Guess who's back, back, back. I had that stuck in my head this since when you were going on your Brat Pack thing. I <laughs> the Shady's back. <laughs> Guess who's back, back again. Kluge's, Kluge's back. back. Yes. Tell a friend. Wow, <laughs> dynamic back. duo Guess over who's there. Back. That's right. Oh, Josh, I tell too. you, I'm just jealous of his voice, Ange, every time. It's like, his voice is just out there, like, it's like churning butter, and my <laughs> voice is over here, just like a screeching owl. I feel like, I feel like 12 years old when this guy starts talking. It kills me when you say that. Yeah, I know. I, I feel, I feel like there's a, what your ears are hearing and what our ears are hearing uh-huh, is so different, dude. It's not the same. But we talked no. about this, right? Have we, we have. talked about this? We have. There's the, it's the vibrational phenomenon of what's happening in your throat that makes your voice sound deeper because you're feeling the lower frequencies. So to all of us, we all think that our voices are deeper than they really are, but it's just because we're feeling the low frequencies that don't translate through the air to your ear. Yeah, but Josh, even without all that smart stuff, you just have a deep voice. So (laughs) (laughs) with or without that stuff... This episode brought to you by Professor Sounds, Josh Kluge himself. That's why. That's why he takes care of all of our sounds. That's why. I actually think oh, it's. I, yeah. I think I got to grow my hair out. I think you're like Samson over there. That's what it is. Between your hair and your mustache, vocal strength. It's vocal strength. It's giving you a power that I don't have because I'm over here with short hair, and I'm like, man, it's the beautiful locks of Josh. That's what's giving it to him. But what's you great know? is you're rocking a solid hairline, my man, and. <laughs> That's what's even more impressive about having long than long hair is hairline is maintaining my hair. Yeah. Yes. I will say, I will say, I feel pretty good. I've been out of high school 22 years, 25th high school reunion is going to come up just around the corner. Uh, some of my classmates have even been chirping about it online a little bit. And, uh, I hate to brag, but I'm looking around at some of these other old fools and I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I'm like, all right, I'm holding up. All right. You know, like, wow, 25th reunion. Everybody's going to know who I am. I might have to actually introduce myself to some people and be like, That's oh, so whoa, you look way different than you did in high school. Like me, I've, I've just got a beard. Other than that, I'm feeling all right. A beard and a, a few extra LBs, but I'm feeling pretty good. So thank you, Josh. Jared, I appreciate you, you noticing the airline. 
Did you, I've been eating SGS for probably years now. Did you, like I've known you for years, uh, have your ears pierced? Is that a picture that I see in your office? Yes, it, it looks is like back. This, <laughs> it looks like this little like baby Jared. And I think it's you and Jen and you look so young. And I've been wondering for years, like, are his ears pierced or is the picture glaring? I'm not going to give you any answers. I'm not going to give you answers yet. We'll give I, a, we'll, I know the we'll answers. Give, we'll give the teasers out. We'll I give you that after the break. I know the <laughs> after answers the break. in the heart. <laughs> after the break, what tattoos is, are Jared, is Jared hiding from the rest of us? <laughs> no, Ansh, full disclosure, I have never I've never had a piercing of any kind. You're just seeing a Your glare Your ears or are not pierced Mm-mm. in that picture. No, I, no. I, I don't have any. I have never... Never Social had media any world, piercing. we are going to show you. You show Jessica I, I'm Treat, when you hear this. We need to show the world. This is it the one? I, I think I'm, it is a picture of me and Jen way back in the day, like little so, children, like Jen and Jared, little kids, baby, baby. <laughs> yeah, we look yeah. really young, like maybe twelve. We are, uh, yeah. That's that would be my sophomore year in high school in that picture, that's what it looks or not like. high school, yeah. college, sophomore year in college, and um, but no, never, never piercing, pierce free, tattoo free. Hmm. Oh, speaking of tattoos. Uh, speaking of tattoos, Kluge, how many tattoos do you have? Uh, I think 12. Is it 12? Like, do you know that? So. I'm curious. I can count. Ladies and gentlemen of the audience, I didn't ask, do you have tattoos? I said, how many <laughs> tattoos you got, Josh? <laughs> Very <laughs> appropriate. Anj, how many tattoos you got over there that you don't tell anybody about? What's your favorite? I do. Well, I have one, right? I'm in the works of wanting a second one. It's taking me a long time because children take all your money. So I'm work. I've been working on that for about four years now. But the I have one. I can't. can't I, I can't even talk about. No, you can't even talk about it. It's that <laughs> really, really. See, this is. I knew this would be a good topic. I knew this would be a great topic. Did you? Did I, you? Yeah. I had a hunch. I didn't know. Actually, I had a hunch. You notice? I also didn't ask you if you have any. I said, Do you have any? You're not going to tell us about. Nailed it. This is leadership, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, it is. Know your people. They would, they would know your people. talked about this. Know your people. Know your team. All right, Anji, you're not going to talk to us about it at all? That's all you're going to tell the I, listeners? I don't, the world wants to I don't know. have much to share. I don't have much to share about it. I got it in college. That's perfect. That's okay. perfect. I That's love good. That. Okay. I love that. I don't have much to share. We'll find out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we will Maybe after be, the break. <laughs> we will be in pursuit to learn more about Andrea. What is she hiding and what does it mean? I brought up the tattoos. Oh Actually, it made me think about it because you ask about piercings. Um, don't ask me why. Piercings and tattoos don't have to go hand in hand, but, you know, they sometimes do. And But it made me think. I had a great conversation, and this is a good leadership lesson. You know, those beautiful pipes that you hear at the beginning of every Good Leader Podcast episode is the one and only Josh Kluge. And he talks about the Good Leader Podcast, this combination of leading people where they are versus pushing people. How do we lead people well and get results? With that in mind, I had a fantastic conversation that I think you two and the listeners will love giving tattoos or tattoo allowances as bonuses. Cool. Oh, so yeah. hear me out. Hear me out. I'm I want to get that. You, I want to get your opinions on it. So I had I do well, Paradigm Shift, we offer uh, strategy sessions for corporate trainings. Uh, it, we do it often when we're working with the client. We often do a strategy session first because we believe in truly providing relevant information and training. If we're not a good fit, then we don't want to work with you. We want to know your goals, know your values, and pursue them with you. And so I was doing a strategy session. We're in, a, we're in conversations with a very large contract. And so we had a strategy session with strategy sessions with the executive team of which I led. And in this conversation... Uh, 
there was a gentleman there who had a few tattoos. And I said, you know, if we're just brainstorming fun ideas, I said, we don't currently do this, but it's something that I should actually think about. I said, I actually think my team, and if we're really talking younger audience, Gen Z, millennials in the workplace, I was like, I actually think like a tattoo bonus or a tattoo allowance would be a huge motivator. Because it's not just sometimes I'm going to get $200. Well, $200 is $200. But you know, it's like a gift. If it's like, well, it's not just the monetary value. It's the thought behind it. It's why you're giving this to me. And even just saying like a tattoo allowance versus a bonus, I was like, I think there's power in that. Obviously, it's not for everybody. but there's the next level. So I want you I want you to table that for a second. I want your thoughts on that in just a moment. And then the next level, I said, or you create symbolic tattoos that people get at certain milestones. So like we currently have, and I told I said, I can think of four off the top of my head. I know four people that have paradigm shift inspired tattoos on our team. Now, maybe there's more, but I know of four, maybe five. I'm not sure how many people were on that one trip. There are definitely at least four. I mean, Jess Treat has a dang folding yeah. chair on her arm yeah. for pickup <laughs> chairs. So, and I even, I texted her in that moment. I said, hey, Jess, I needed to text me a picture of your chair tattoo so I can show these guys. <laughs> and um, I was like, so we're not far off. They loved it. They were like, man, this is awesome. Never thought about this before. And I said, well, I haven't really haven't either, but I think we should think about it. So. Good Leader Podcast, what do you think? Anj, what do you think about that? Oh, I'm here for... I just explained. I would have a lot more tattoos if my children didn't take all my money. So <laughs> I am here for that. And they can't really take it if it's you know given to me for, for a tattoo. But if they can take it, believe me, they will. So... <laughs> If they can't, I mean, that's a, that's a great incentive. I mean, I love it. I don't know. Okay. I, I could see if I don't like tattoos, maybe not loving it, but like, well, sure. I love tattoos. So I have yeah. no tattoos, by the way. Thank you. All, thank you both for asking. I have no tattoos. <laughs> we know. So why we didn't audience. ask. It's, yeah. <laughs> know your people. Know your people. So, <laughs> know your people. Yes, Jared. We know you're a very boring human. I know. I know. Josh, what do you think about this tattoo idea? The tattoo oh, bonus, I- the tattoo allowance. I like it because I'm someone just in general. I was literally thinking about this today. My grandpa is really, really funny, and I officiated my sisters, both of my sisters' weddings. And he did this whole thing for both of the weddings, walked up to me and said, "Uh, you're the one officiating the wedding, right? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, this is for the officiant and hands me a hundred bucks both times. And I was like, grandpa, no, no, no. He's like, no, this is for the officiant who's officiating my, my granddaughter's wedding. And so sweet, so awesome. What I wouldn't be telling you right now if I knew he would never hear this because he doesn't even have an iPhone. He's still got a flip phone. Both of those times I've like spent that on just like random snacks at the gas station. And then sure. that like yeah, the hundred dollar totally. bill turns into a couple twenties. And right now the only thing left from it is this five dollar bill that's in my hand literally right here. Um, <laughs> spent three of it on a coffee this morning. Where And every time I do stuff like that, whether if any sort of cash bonus that I've ever gotten, it's just turned into a insignificant whatever. Whereas something that is that is intentional, that is an actual gift, that is something, you know, for our collective community at Paradigm Shift, that is something that we all would value. And sure, you could give me a hundred bucks to do that, but I'm probably going to spend... 30 of it on randomness. Whereas like a, Hey, I'm going to take care of this for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so cool because it's a tangible thing to walk away with as opposed to just an arbitrary number to where I have the option to use it frivolously or even on a bill. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I, I think I'm, I love it. I'm actually onto it. And to kind of double down, because I, I was also thinking like, okay, you would never, you would never ever, or I would never collectively, I think we, and if, if you're listening to this and at the Good Leader Podcast, we want to give you encouragement. We want to give you ideas. And part of this at the heart of this is really think through your team. Think yes. through what lands with them. Think through what works. Now, tattoos might not be even close to what lands with your team. But if it does, then it might be worth thinking about. And if it's not tattoos, I would challenge you to think through what works, like what actually makes sense. I gave a recommendation with a, a different client that I do monthly cohorts with, and they were doing a big fam- a family reunion, a big company picnic. <laughs> I think of outdoor <laughs> family reunion. That's a Freudian slip. <laughs> anyway this big outdoor company picnic. And I was challenging them because I was dealing with like their team leaders. I said, okay, so your organization is putting on this company picnic, but what are you doing as a leader in that moment? Yes, everybody gets to go to the picnic, but what are you doing in that moment to say, hey, this is collectively, we are proud. We thank you. We celebrate you. But I wanted my team of eight, my team of four, my team of 30. However, I want you to know that I appreciate you. So what do you know? So when I, I, they were like, well, what do you mean, Jared? And I said, well, I don't know because I don't know your exact people, but I said, it's a picnic. So maybe you bring an ice chest full of orange crush because you want your team to know, hey, you guys are crushing it. Here you go. I said, does it really matter? No, it's an orange crush. Who cares? And it's silly and it's corny, but it's distinctive. Like they, were, they will be the only people that get to drink orange crush that day. It's like, oh, yeah. where'd you get the orange crush? Oh man, Josh gave it to me. My team leader, Josh, he said, we're crushing it. So he wanted us all have a crush. Whatever it is, you got to think about things that are going to matter to your team. And I will say this, the more you succeed, like many lessons on the Good Leader Podcast, the more you succeed, the more difficult it is. Mm -hmm. The busier I get, the more we succeed at Paradigm Shift, Hmm. the more, what's the word I'm looking for here, Josh? The more like... I don't know, like vanilla it gets, <laughs> the more it's, you know, the more I say it like, like, Anch, what word am I looking Like the more it's like, well, uh, let's just give everybody a day off. Cause it's well, okay. Blah. Like you're, because you're, you're so busy, the intentionality behind it gets lost because you're yes. just trying to fulfill the thing as opposed to keeping it. In yes. This, like, and yeah. I want you to, I want you to feel, but it's like, Hey, um, it's Christmas and I want to get something for my wife. So I give her a hundred dollar bill. Uh-huh. Like, wow. That yeah. is, that is the least thoughtful thing you could possibly, <laughs> possibly give to Jen, Jared. Like that, wow. You know what I'm saying? Or like the next step above that, which, hey, sorry, if you're a gift card giver, it's it's usually thoughtless. It is usually <laughs> last minute, I have to get you something. It's almost oblig- obligatory. Like, well, here's a gift card versus something specific, something thoughtful. And that's the difference. If you think of it as personal gifts, but the larger you get as an organization or the more you succeed, the busier you are, the more it's like, okay, let's just get you this vanilla thing that is not yeah. specific. Tattoos are just the latest thing on my mind, but the lesson is there. And so to finish this tattoo thought, and then I want your opinions on this, even the distinction of like, hey, I've worked here five years, 10 years, or we hit this goal, we hit this thing. Because I told these guys, I was like, I have no tattoos. Zilch, zero. I have zero, zero, zero intention to ever have a tattoo. It's just not my thing. I am not into it. I don't have a thing against it. I don't have like some religious zeal against them. It's just like, Jared, do you want a tattoo? No, I don't. Okay, cool. But if it was like, hey, we're going to get a little origami bird, which is our Paradigm Shift logo, for hitting a milestone or like at whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, Jared, you've been here 20 years. You've worked at Paradigm Shift 20 years. You've hit the, you've hit the, you know, the paradigm shift bird tattoo level yeah. and we pay for it. I might actually get one. I was like, wow. Okay. I might actually get that. 
So I don't know. It's worth thinking. Final thoughts on this customization and tattoos. I think that it feels very millennial Gen Z direction. I'd love to see somebody talk my dad into getting a tattoo. But you know what? I never thought my mom would get one. And out of nowhere, like, she would get one, like, because it's my sister and I. So I don't know. People can be talked in some people can be talked in some crazy things. But I like what you're saying more. The symbolism. It's less about what and less about how and less about but it's all about the why and the symbolism. And the idea is I think what I'm hearing you say a lot is belonging. And even like Jess putting that that chair on her arm. Like it's this sense of I belong yeah. to in this community, in this group, and and with this area of people. And we talk a lot about belonging as part of your culture, right? Or maybe not. And that is also part of your culture. But the idea is the more people feel like they belong, the more they feel like they have a part, the more they feel like they have a part, the more they have a voice and they have buy-in and vision that goes beyond just you um, or the person who's influencing them. So um, overall, I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think one thing that's really cool about this is a, a way to look at the quality of your culture is people get your company's tattoo is a good barometer for how is your company culture. Like the fact that Jess loves this place enough to where she wants to get a folding chair tattooed on her. Mm-hmm. That speaks a lot to the culture that we have at paradigm shift. So I think that that's like a great barometer. And then, yeah, it's like, it's a cool take on the, you know, at the 10 year mark, you get the company clock. Yeah, it is. It's fascinating. It's an interesting one because it is so permanent. And maybe that's maybe it speaks to that. Like, would you get it? Mm-hmm. Would you do it? That's where I'm like, actually, I think I would. Because I even told them, I said, for many of us, it's like, okay, so does that mean I'm going to work here forever? No. But just like you said, Josh, about your own personal tattoos, they all have a story. They all have a significance for that period of my life. So even if it's like, I'm not going to be here forever, fine. But it could speak to that moment in your life and what you're doing and the significance of that achievement or whatever it is. It's fascinating, and we, I, we're going to table this for now, but we're going to come back to it, especially under the guise of good leadership and what we're talking about. After this quick break, we are going to give you one piece of encouragement today that may sound ridiculously counterintuitive. You've probably never been encouraged in this way in your life until today. We're back and in the break, we continue the tattoo conversation and it still has legs. Okay. So just for the audience to know, that was not just podcast frivolity. We were actually legitimately then considering, well, what would that look like at Paradigm Shift? Who would get the tattoo? Who wouldn't? We think, (laughs) and we are going to go through the list that 25 of 30 of our full-time in-office staff have a tattoo. That's the over under. Now, Anj, do you think it's under that or do you think 25 of 30? Do you think that number's right? Or would you say it's more like 22? I'm going to say it's 25. You have to pick a certain well, tw- number. I'm picking 25. Well, well, we have 25 people. We only have 25 people on our staff? Yeah, well, oh, you know, well, we, we, we have in flow here this we year. Ebb and yeah, flow. We're 25. I was going to say, I actually don't we think we do flow. now. I think, I think that number's changed as of this week. But anyway, so 26, I'm going to say that's five. Fair. I'm going to say five that do not have a tattoo. That's the way I say it. I, oof, that feels right. Okay, all right. We'll see if it's over or under. I want to know if you guys said this in like a staff meeting type of thing. Hey, tattoo allowance, who would do it? Or something like that. I want to know the percentage of the buy-in. That would go for a tattoo allowance? I actually think, I actually think 
all but two people would 100% yeah. want the tattoo allowance. And I are you considering yourself as one of them? <laughs> I'm considering me as one of the two that would be like, just give me the cash. Could you please just give me the cash? I think it's me and Kevin. I think me and Kevin would be yeah. like, please just give us cash. I even think like Kyle and Logan would like the uh, the uniqueness of it. And they'd be like, yeah. sweet. Okay, cool. Like I'll They'd get it. the words tattoo allowance on them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, if we did say get a paradigm shift specific tattoo, that number is going to be far fewer. But I'm curious how many people would actually do that. Kyle and Logan are going to step up to the plate first on that one. They might be my first two draft picks on who would actually, I actually commit. Don't, I don't know if the number would get that much lower on it. Some people want, so the two th- theories I have of people with tattoos is they want one, but they don't know what to get. It needs to have meaning and it's too, too hard to put meaning to a tattoo so they don't get it. You give them the answer, they'll get one. Boom. The other people know what they want. They're waiting for the money to get it. And as soon as they have the money, they're just going to do it. That's like my we two. We need to design some flash tattoos for Paradigm Shift. A whole yeah, little that's the, two, to that's pick the from. two theories I have. I love it. I, have I had those theories my whole life? No, I just came up with them. But I think that they're true. I think it's accurate. I will say a little origami bird is not a bad tattoo. Like if you just, I wouldn't, I would not encourage the words Paradigm Shift. But I, I mean, like the little bird. <laughs> That's pretty good. Like, that's not or, bad. Or any of the value, any of, any the, of the value, value little yeah, drawings yeah, we have, little, the yeah. telescope thing. Oh, and I actually probably would pick a hot air balloon then. That one means the most to me. I'd probably pick a hot air See? balloon. Wow, that's See? pretty good take, we just converted. We just converted you. You might have. The one who wasn't going to get a tattoo. Wow. So then this is what's got to happen. Put if me in Jared, If Jared loses the leader versus leader, he has to get... <laughs> One of the shift seven tattoos. Yes. I'm not. I'm not co-signing that yet. I'm that is shaking not official. hands. I'm that is not hands. official. That is not official. That is not official. Because Ange and all of her little minions will stack up against me. They'll be like, you know, that Spanx lady really changed my life. They're gonna. Yeah, they're right. Gonna and we will the, absolutely. We will absolutely. They're gonna sure stack the, the draft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plus, they're in charge of the social media accounts. I can't trust that. I can't trust that count. Like, hey, we don't the know. The rest of the you world know, wants to see this. Tattoo. Nobody in the world voted for Mother Teresa. Can you believe it? We were shocked. <laughs> Come on. That, that's Our- real life, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That well, happened. The leader, the leader versus leader tournament is coming up in just a few short weeks. And so on the next podcast, we are going to have a leadership potpourri diving into what is leadership. What does it mean? How in the world should we determine this? Because it's such a broad word. And the Good Leader Podcast, we want to take in a lot of decisions because we believe that you are a leader. Or decisions. A lot of opinions because we believe that you are a leader. And more important than just listening to someone tell you what to do is understanding your paradigm to be on the nose, but your worldview, what makes you a good leader, what things are universal that you say, you know what, I should adopt that principle and apply it specifically. What things are specific to you that make you a good leader? We're going to talk about all those things because in the leader versus leader tournament, it's going to be the greatest leader over the last 120 years. We've got business leaders, religious leaders, military and political leaders. We've got inventors and scientists. We have athletes and we have politicians. We've got all kinds of people that are going to be thrown into this tournament and then it's going to be up to you, the public, to vote. And so as you are out there listening to the Good Leader Podcast, pay attention if you're not following us at Paradigm Shift Leadership. Be sure you follow us at Paradigm Shift Leadership on social media platforms everywhere and you can vote. Now, as we close out this session, I said that I was going to give some encouragement. Anj, this is for you today. This is for you, Anj. I want to encourage you today. I'll take it, Jared. Well, I'll take it. I appreciate it. Give it a shot. 
Okay, here it goes. Josh, this is encouragement to you, but we all know your life is just, you're a rock star. You you travel the world. <laughs> Literally. You, you <laughs> play instruments and sing. You're like living everybody's dream life, okay? Ange and I are over here slaving away in the doldrums, <laughs> you know, wishing we could be Josh Kluge. Yeah, I, I don't work at all. I just <laughs> wake up at 2 p.m., walk on stage, <laughs> walk off at 10 with just, you know, yep, famous it. people and beer everywhere. And beer I, everywhere. Actually, for another podcast, I will say we should do a podcast, Josh, sometime on the misconception of success because mm. I know several successful musicians who make their living as a musician, and it's a lot of hard work. There oh, yeah. An, I would I would love to have that conversation. I think that there's so That's many real. people out there that have this dream job in mind that is like, well, that dream job, even if you get it, is going to take a ton of work. Even yeah. if you get what you want, it's going to take a ton of work and that you're not seeing it. So I've got we, some uh, hotel selfies with the timestamps on it at 4.30 and 3.30 a.m. <laughs> to show you how luxurious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of those hotels are not the Ritz. <laughs> a lot. So, uh, so, Josh, this encouragement is for you today. Here it is. It's the counterintuitive encouragement of the day. Do hard things. I was listening to a podcast. Uh, shout out to The Ringer. It's the rewatchable podcast. And they go through these movies that are rewatchable. And they were discussing A League of Their Own. Now, I don't know Ooh. out there if you like A League of Their Own. If you remember that movie from the early 90s, it was about the all-girl baseball league during World War II, starring like uh, Gina Davis is in it, Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna. Great movie, and there's a line in this movie by Tom Hanks. He's the general manager of the team. It's when Gina Davis is quitting. She's leaving the team, and he says, I just can't believe you're leaving like this, that you're sneaking out in the night. You're just, you're just leaving like this without finishing the season. And she said, it just got too hard. It just got too hard. I've got too many things going on. My husband's back. This is happening. It's just too hard. And Tom Hanks, here's the quote. He says, it's supposed to be hard. If it was easy... Everyone would do it. It's the hard that makes it great. And I want to encourage you, that last line, I want to encourage you today, if you're going through something hard, it's the hard that what makes it great. Especially parenting. Parenting is hard. And it's the hard is what makes it great. I am a parent. Ange is a parent. We have kids everywhere. Life is nuts. This is crazy, Ange. I know you feel it all the time as a mom. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. I know you feel all that. I know you get all that. It's like, okay, I'm balancing work. I'm balancing life. I'm doing all this. And yeah, guess what? It is hard. You're exhausted. I think we have this misconception. And here's the counterintuitive. Here's my counterintuitive encouragement. And then I want to hear your opinions. We think, in my opinion, at least, or at least I felt this way, that if I was doing it right, I would not be this tired. If I was doing it better, I would not be exhausted. If I was doing it better, I would have all this together and I wouldn't be running myself ragged. We just come out of a, a series of podcast episodes that we talked about being overwhelmed. And so I think there's a truth in all that. That yes, we should manage our time, absolutely. That we should look at ourselves in the mirror and make sure that we are taking care of ourselves and we're being healthy and all those types of things. I do believe improvement, but I also believe you can improve to your utmost, you can challenge yourself daily, you can work to be your best, and you still are going to be tired. You're still going to be exhausted and really pulled in a lot of different ways because life is not easy. In fact, it's supposed to be hard. The hardest what makes it great. 
It's the stuff as you look backward over your life. It's the hard times that you triumphed. It's the hard times that you you connected with people. Even if it was like, wow, that was a deeply emotional, hard time. But because of that, I forged this friendship. Because of that, I understood what love was. I understood what acceptance is. I understood what forgiveness is. I've grown and I've matured. I know these deep things. I only know these deep things because I've traveled through deep waters. I only understand these hard lessons because I have had hard lessons. That's the deep stuff, the rich stuff of life. Life is not supposed to be cotton candy. Life is not supposed to be easy. Like, it's not. That's just that's just a lie. That's just not true. It's just not, you know, everything's great. No, then you're, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. If you're a parent and you think it's easy, you're doing it wrong. Guess what? You are you suck as a parent. If you're a parent out there like, ah, oh, I don't know why you're so stressed out. I don't know. You know, I just let my kids do whatever. Yeah, that's crap. That's terrible. Yeah, that's why. You those undisciplined little crazy kids running around are yours. Yeah. Good job, parent. You suck. That's not good. That's not good parenting. You know, if you're a business owner out there and you're like, man, I'm just so exhausted because I've got to do this and I got to get this together and I got to figure out the taxes and I got to figure out cash flow and I got to figure out who I'm hiring, who I'm not. I got to do all that. Yeah, it's hard, but the hard is what makes it great. So no matter what you're doing, Josh, the same thing we just talked about. Like if you're a musician and you're like, man, I just wish that I could win American Idol or do, you know, (laughs) just get my big break or get my record deal or whatever. And then it'll just be all easy. No, it won't. It's not going to be easy at that point. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be easy. You got to, you got to, it's late nights and it's early mornings and it's interviews and it's hustle and it's making music and thinking new and being creative and challenge. It's all, all of these things. So there you go. It's my rant of the day. But my encouragement then is if you're out there, you're tired, you're exhausted, you feel like you're doing it wrong, you're probably not. If it's hard, the reward will be great. All right, there we go. Rant over. What do you think, Josh? Am I right on or is this ridiculous? Oh, man, I definitely agree. And it is funny how there is this thought process that says, well, because it looks magical and it, when I think of the idea of, oh, man, so... I'm touring full time and playing music every night. Like how incredible that is. You're often we're thinking about it from the perspective of the person that's experiencing the fruit that someone else is producing and thinking that's what it's going to be like to produce it. Like ever growing up, I used to be like, oh man, touring is going to be so much fun. And I would be thinking about it from the perspective of like, I walked in at seven and I stood there for <laughs> yeah. like a little bit of time, not much time. And I was like talking to my friends and then the show happened and it was amazing and wonderful. And then we walk away and then I go home and I like go to bed in my nice, you know, bed at home where the bus isn't moving or whatever it might be. And it's like, <laughs> it's very different. And I think, I mean, there is, I mean, but there is also like you put in a certain amount of work sometimes to where like with some of this, some of the stuff that I'm doing, like we have people on our teams, their job is to lighten the load, but the amount of work that we had to put in to get to the place to where we can afford to pay those people to do that even still. But now yeah, totally. I'm managing a team of people that is taking my light, that is making my load lighter. Same thing for y'all as leaders. Like sure you have people that are lighting your load lightening your load and you're able to delegate to but you're not delegating so that you can go you know sit on the beach and sip whatever you want to sip and not do anything yep. like <laughs> even even if you hired to that level you would still be having to manage those conversations or anything so to zoom back out to the principle i think it's super easy to get caught up in the highlight beauty of what something could look like. And we forget that in order to get there, it's hard work. That's the secret sauce of life, hard work. I don't think you need to kill yourself in the process. Like 
because that was something that a, a leader said to me that I definitely want to say in this conversation was I was at a point in my life where I had two full-time jobs and was working at a university that Anj both and I used to work at and was also youth pastoring at a church, having a conversation with one of my leaders. And I was like, dude, I don't think I can do this. And he was like, Josh, I don't think it's because you don't have the capacity to do it. You just don't know how to manage your life. And if you would learn to actually manage your life, you would be able to sustain what you feel like you're called to do. And I said, screw you. Thank you. But it was that experience on the same thing of like, yes, there is hard work, but what are you doing to make the hard work manageable? Because that's you know, with what Shelby's been talking about and what we've been talking yep, about in this exactly. Overwhelm series. Like there is a line, there's a way strategizing, but at the end of the day, the the dreams that we're living require hard work. And if you found a shortcut, I will pay you a lot of money to teach me it. Ange, <laughs> <laughs> wrap us up. Hey, honestly, the Josh has beautifully said, I don't even have much more to wrap here besides this. In my experience, the harder it is, the more rewarding it is when you do win. And the more rewarding even a small win feels, uh, the, the harder that it's been and the more work you put into it. I've seen that in parenting. I've seen it in work. I've seen it in career. I've seen it in friendships. Um, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. Um, but that's a heavy statement because the more you put into it, that sounds pretty. And what that actually means is a lot of yourself you put into something that's a sacrifice every single day, every single minute. Um, but the reward is worth it in the end. So I'm going to wrap us up there because Josh, it was just too beautiful. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can I say one last thing too? Please. I'm not trying to be Shia LaBeouf, but <laughs> literally this is something I had to learn every time whenever I'm in this moment where I have the option to give it my leftovers, not give it my best or do it. I do this thing where I just literally just take this deep breath in and stare my focus like literally straight in front of me. And it it's as simple as, and just kind of holding that breath. And I just dive straight into it because at the end of the day, you've got to decide to do it or not. So, you know, Shia LaBeouf, just freaking do it, dude. Like, and, <laughs> and and I love that. I actually love that video because it it, it is that simple. It yep. is mm-hmm. that simple. Yeah, it is. Grit. I love it. Just do it. Just do it. If you are out there struggling in any way, listen to the last three episodes if you haven't, because our message here is balanced. That yes, maybe you are over the edge and you need to really stop. Take care of yourself. Maybe you do need to just re-strategize, manage your time a little bit better, or maybe you just need to, you know, grit it up. Look at it like Josh just said and just do it because it is supposed to be hard. So the encouragement today is if it's hard, you're probably not doing it wrong. You're probably doing something that's worth it in the end. So go out there, do the things that are worth it and be a good leader.